Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Got it. Oh, McKinley Wright. Welcome into the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by Manscaped. I'm Henry Chisholm, and uh, I just got off a call with McKinley Wright. Uh, it was awesome. That is just such a uh, good guy to root for. So uh, uh, I'm excited for you guys to get to hear the entire call, the entire, what was that, probably 25 minutes maybe? Let's call it 25 minutes. Um, I'm going to give my quick thoughts first, um, but before that, I want to tell you more about our friends over at Manscaped. Manscaped is one of my favorite partners because they actually, you know, I don't know. We have very great partners, but as a 23-year-old, Manscaped just, uh, it it resonates with me. I'm not going to lie. They they do the work that I've never known how to do before, and they make it super easy for me to do it. Um, It's it's all great products that you can find at manscaped.com from the Crop Preserver, which is something that, I am going to need a lot of as I get ready to scooter over to the DNVR bar in this 91 degree weather to watch. Uh, I guess I'll probably get there in time for maybe the second half of the Nuggets game. And then there's the Avs game. And then there's the Rockies game. And then after that, I'm going to drink a bunch of beers that I'm going to pay for with my winnings from betting on those games. Um, but it is going to be very hot on the way there. So that crop preserver, that ball deodorant, mm, just a game changer. Um you can check that out. You can check out the Lawnmower 3.0. You can buy the Perfect Package 3.0 that includes both of those products and plenty of others at manscaped.com. And if you use the code DNVR20, you can save yourself 20% and get yourself free shipping. So I don't know. I feel like today is the day for you to pull the trigger. I'm just going to throw that out there. Okay. Um. Yeah, so we're going to talk about Kin, but first I have just a couple of other notes. Um. We're going to jump in pretty deep tomorrow into all this Pac-12 stuff, all this college football stuff. The first FBS team to drop out of this season was UConn. That happened today. Um, there, are some, there are some things going on. Um, the biggest thing, though, is uh, the death of Betty Hoover. Um, you know her probably as Peggy and Betty, as half of Peggy and Betty. Um it's really just a sad day for everybody who has any relationship with the University of Colorado. Um, Peggy and Betty, the super twins, um, have been such an important part of CU culture for so long, going to every game, wearing their matching outfits with the pom-poms. You know, we just talked to Ken, Ken talking about 
how how much they meant to him talking about how they have the same bank they both go to wells fargo and he'd see them in there sometimes and give him a hug and he has a whole bunch of pictures of the three of them on his phone um you could you could tell that they meant a lot to him and obviously they mean a lot to like i said not just buffs fans not just former players but even people like me who came in here late and i don't really consider myself a buffs fan i'm, I'm a buffs reporter but I've had plenty of interactions with them, whether it's uh, honestly like the th first three or four, it was me trying to introduce myself, but there's just lines of kids and families who want to take pictures with them. And by the time they spend their 15 or 20 minutes doing that, I'm just like, wow, I, I, <laughs> they were 95 at the time. I'm not going to try to make them spend more time out here um, just for me, you know, but eventually I did get my chance. I found a window where I could just say really quickly. It was in the tunnel after one of the basketball games. Um, just how cool it was and how, how, how cool it is to finally get to meet them. Um, and I'm lucky that I, I, I did have that moment with them and I've had many other moments that mean plenty to me, you know, just watching those interactions between those two and their family. And I'm sure we'll still get plenty of that out of Peggy. Um, but you know, losing Betty Hoover is, a uh, a big day in Boulder and, and a very sad day. Uh, I think it's time for a statue, though. I think it's time for a statue. We don't need to be getting into demands quite yet, I don't think, but uh, there, if there isn't a Peggy and Betty statue at CU, then what should there be a statue of? Tough day. Um, yeah, uh, anything else before we get into Ken? Um, I don't think so. You know, honestly, that's probably the biggest takeaway from uh, Ken's media availability. You know, probably uh, 10 or so, 5 to 10 um, Buffs reporters, probably like 8 would be my guess. Um, just great to hear him talk. He, he has high energy. You know, um, I guess the best part was probably hearing the way he talked about Peggy and Betty. But uh, there's also uh, uh, one surprising detail. Actually, you know, let's just start at the top. You know, he starts with this opening statement talking about unfinished business, all that kind of stuff, how it's a better decision for him to come back. But he did drop the name of one of his teammates while he was doing this. Um, he, he brought up one teammate and he said, yeah, I'm excited to see, or I'm excited for you guys to see me and Keyshawn in the backcourt. Huh. You know, I've been talking up Keyshawn on this podcast because, you know, and I asked him later, you know, I said, like, you mentioned, you brought up Keyshawn. Like, he was the guy you chose to name um, from this basketball team. Uh, a lot of us reporters, we get to go to the basketball practice. We've seen what he can do in practice. We've seen the explosion. We've seen the creativity, the length, you know, all, all the things that turned him into a, a high-level prospect, um, even though he was somebody who left school early um, after what would have been his junior year, he's from Canada. He was going to go to some training academy for a year, um, but I, I guess decided in August, basically, I mean, this is what he told me at least, that he realized, why would I go to whatever academy to learn about basketball from those people when I can just come to Colorado a year early and have a redshirt year where it's Tad Boyle and McKinley Wright and 
all these other guys at a program where guards have been able to be developed and and find roles at the next level. You know, uh, I have the Nuggets Spurs game on right here next to me and Derek White's in there. Spencer Dinwiddie's in there. I, I guess not in this game, but he's in the NBA and I think they're actually three buffs active today or three forever buffs, I should say. They aren't still on the team, obviously. They're in the NBA. But uh, Keyshawn wanted to come here because of the guard development. And, uh, you know, I should say the answer because you're here to hear what Ken had to say today. He said because of all the things that I mentioned, because he just gets it, because uh, he gets an opportunity to play off ball. I'll I'll let you hear what he had to say for himself. But uh, I will say that my biggest takeaway from that question is that – Kin said he'd better rack up the assist this year because Keyshawn's going to be coming for the records after him. There you go. If that doesn't get you hyped, I don't know what will. Um, lots of shouts out to the other younger guys throughout the call as well. I'm excited to hear you or for you guys to hear. Um, but also Kin saying that uh, he has had more work this summer um than he has in previous summers and he's been in boulder for a couple days but he was training in a way that he you know he always thought that he was training well but it wasn't what he had to go through this year and obviously like working out before the draft is a different concept um but all the pickup games he played and the coaches that trained him down in phoenix during this whole offseason um he says that that has been very beneficial and he's gotten more work in this summer than he has in the past, which I mean, a good sign, a very good sign. Um, other key notes. Uh, let's go with what he learned while going through this process. So the way it works is, and he explains this himself, but he hired an agent, the team's called the agent and say, Hey, we want to talk to you. Um, uh, or talk to the player you represent. We want to talk to Ken. And the agent says, hey, set this up. Um, You're talking to him whenever. And so then Ken goes and talks to the NBA executives. And he had a bunch of calls with a bunch of different teams. And there were two takeaways, uh, two things that Ken needs to improve upon to get drafted to the NBA after next season. And that is, first, his assist to turnover ratio. That needs to jump up. Um, not necessarily a huge surprise. You know, it's not an area where Kin was lacking, but for a player that is what he is, you know, somebody who is undersized, somebody who is that true point guard, um, that's something that needs to be through the roof for him to get a chance at the next level. The second was that he needs to be more consistent shooting three-pointers. Uh, he needs to get that percentage up, and that's something that I've uh, heard uh, from... Uh, Harrison Wind, who I've talked a lot to about and you'll be hearing from soon on this podcast um, because he can talk. He covers the Nuggets for DNVR and he's been in touch with all the Nuggets front office guys talking about Kin, talking about Tyler Bay and talking about all the other players in the draft. Um, And so he has some good insights there. And that's what he pointed out as well as the three point shooting. He can't be I think he was a 34 percent three point shooter. Harrison says he needs to be a 37% three-point shooter, and then you can start to talk. I think that's very much on the table this season, um, and I think, uh, I don't know, I'm excited. I'm really excited. Um, also, I should say, you know, there are plenty of strengths to his game. Uh, Kin said that teams pointed specifically to his uh, defense, um, mindset, that type of thing. Um, that's why an NBA team would see him and say, hey, that's a guy we're going to take a shot on. So, 
There are a couple updates there on what we heard from Ken. Uh, I'm going to let you guys hear from him for yourself, though, with the full audio of this call. Um, and then I will be back tomorrow to dig into some more of the complicated issues that are going on across college football, across the Pac-12, and, uh, you know, in Boulder as well. Oh, there is one more note. There is one more big note today. Uh, the the Buff sent out a, a an email to season ticket holders explaining the um, essentially what's going on. Um, they are planning on allowing people into the stadium. Uh, that will be dependent on where, uh, let's see, I, I think what they say, should local public health conditions allow. So there's no final decision yet, but the decision basically that the season ticket holders got today was that there's a chance. And for that to happen, you need to, uh, if you are a season ticket holder, you need to respond to that email, I think by August 14th, with your choice out of one of four options. First, you can opt in for the 2020 season, um, try to get tickets. Second, you can opt out and you can convert those payments to the Student Athlete Excellence Fund. Uh, third, you can opt out and roll over the money you've spent uh, to the 2021 season, you know, have that like taken care of or have it halfway taken care of depending on how much you've paid. Or a fourth, you can just opt out and take your refund, get your money back. Um, there's a lot more there, including things like uh, they expect masks will have to be wear worn for the whole game. Not weird. Uh, they expect seating to be limited. They expect that tailgating will be altered or removed. And they expect that concessions and restrooms and those sorts of things will have some significant changes so that uh, they will be socially distanced. So there's a quick update there. Uh, if you're a season ticket holder, you can check your email and get all the information. Uh, if you're not a season ticket holder, then none of this applies to you anyway. So don't worry about it. All right. Uh, before we talk to Ken, I got to tell you just a quick note about Breckenridge Brewery. And that note is that Everything they make is delicious and will get you just a tiny bit buzzed. And those are the two things I'm looking for when I'm drinking a beer. Oh, actually, there's, there's a third. And that is not being too expensive. And uh, Breckenridge, of course, checks that box as well. If you want to try some Breckenridge beers, whether it's the Strawberry Sky, whether it's the Mile High City Copper Lager, because it's Nuggets game day, um, you can do that at Davidson's. You can do it at the DMVR bar. You can go to King Supers or wherever you go to typically buy your beer. It's probably there. But if you want to be sure before you go, use the beer locator on the Breckenridge Brewery website and it will take you wherever it is that you need to go. Uh, also, you may have heard us mention that there were some big things happening in the Colorado rugby space, and now we can spill the details. DMVR is now covering all things rugby in Colorado and the United States. Reporter Colton Strickler is keeping you up to date on all things American rugby with the DNVR Rugby Podcast, and you can find his written rugby content right on our site with the rest of our coverage. It was just announced that Infinity Park in Glendale will be the new official training center for the men's and women's USA Eagles 15s teams. That means that Colorado is the place to be for rugby in the United States. Make sure you're keeping up to speed with us and with Colton on the DNVR Rugby Podcast. Support the sport of rugby by following along with the latest news on Twitter and at DNVR Rugby. Download the DNVR Rugby Podcast. This is the perfect time to learn the game of rugby because our guy Colton is doing basic one-on-one -on -one pods to break down the game for you. 
and they are incredible. Remember, supporting our partners is supporting us, so download the DNVR Rugby podcast and follow along at DNVR Rugby on Twitter. Here is McKinley Wright, the fourth. Everybody, uh, we're joined by McKinley Wright, the fourth, uh, two-time All-Pac-12 guard returning for a senior year. Um, again, I will call on you for questions, um, but McKinley, let's just start it off by, um, you know, uh, just uh, letting us know how excited you are to get uh, back for your senior year. Um, some of the most excitement, you know, I've had in a while. You know, it's uh, we got unfinished business. You know, we got a lot of key guys returning. Um, got a lot of guys going to step up and play some big roles this year. Um, guys get to see Keyshawn Bartholomew for the first time, and I'm really excited to um, be in the backcourt with him. Um, got uh, other key players uh, returning as well, so um, it's going to be a really fun year. Hey, uh, Aaron Anderson from Channel 9. Remember to unmute yourself. Hey, McKinley, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Hey, uh, first things, uh, hey, hope you and the family are staying safe during this crazy time. Yes, sir, we are. Good. Glad to hear that. You know, I, uh, I applaud, uh, you know, college kids who have a chance to, to take a look at maybe what their stock might be by, by entering the, the draft and, and seeing what that, you know, is all about. What kind of feedback did you get from, from scouts and whatnot? And, and if anything, what did you learn about maybe parts of your game that they encourage you to work on? Um, you know, I, I had a lot of interviews. You know, I did a lot of interviews with um, a bunch of different teams. You know, I got tons of feedback, you know, the positives. You know, I asked for the negatives and where to improve my game to, um, you know, play at the next level and uh, last at the next level. Um, you know, a lot of teams gave me uh, great feedback of, you know, what I do well in transition and, uh, stuff off the ball screen that I do well and, you know, my competitiveness and uh, my defensive intangibles that I, you know, I use to my advantage and, you know, a lot of stuff like that. But some areas is, um, you know, improving my assist to turnover ratio and um, shooting the three ball more consistent. Those are my two um, biggest areas that NBA teams, you know, told me that I had to um, improve um, to continue to, you know, uh, to, to continue to boost my stock. And your decision to return to school, was that based uh, more on maybe the feedback you received or the opportunity to come back and play one more year here at, in Boulder? Um, it, was, it was a lot of things that played, you know, into this factor of coming back to school. Um, obviously, those two things, um, getting to play with my, you know, my teammates one, one last time, you know, it's um, unlikely that we'll, you know, all be together, you know, again. So this will be a, you know, a really cool experience, a, a bonding moment. We have a lot of seniors that's going to you know, be in for us. You know, me and Deshaun uh, leading the way in that class. Um, so I'm look the and another big thing you know, I'm looking forward to coming back is you know competing for a Pac-12 championship. You know, I feel like we we were you know we were first in the Pac-12 for a while last uh, last year, and you know we went on that that five-game losing streak, and you know that didn't define us. So you know once that season was washed away, we were really looking forward to. Uh, getting back to ourselves and uh, making a run in the NCAA tournament. And then um, another big thing that played a factor into me coming back to school is um, I'll, be, I'll be the first in my family to ever uh, get, get a college degree. So, you know, my grandparents are really excited about that. My parents are excited about that. And I'm excited about that as well. Very good. Thank you so much and good luck to you this year, all right? Thank you. Okay, Pat Rooney. 
Unmute yourself, Pat. Sorry about that. McKinley, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Um, you know, I'm just wondering if you could maybe take us through this process a little bit uh, during this situation. You know, I imagine it was a lot of virtual you know, interviews like this. Uh, you, you couldn't really do the workouts, which I imagine was yeah. the plan if you were thinking about uh, doing this last spring. Can you just take us a little bit through what it was like going through this process during this time? Um, yeah, I can. You know, it was a overall the process was really fun. Um, you know, it's a it's a cool experience. You know, not many people get to experience something like this, so I'm I'm blessed to be in this position. Um, my I got an agent, um, Chris Emmons with Octagon Sports, and you know they they reach out to him first, and you know he'll tell me uh, such and such wants to do an interview with you, and um, normally it'd be in person, and I'll be there working out with their teams, but due to COVID nineteen, obviously I couldn't do that. So the the interviews are coming like this. We're doing them like Zoom. Um, they were asking their they were asking their questions, and I get my answers, tell my life story, you know, my what motivates me, all all the good things, you know, um, similar to the questions you guys ask, but you know, in a different way, you know. And we break down break down my game, you know, the good the good areas, the bad areas, you know, my leadership intangibles, where I can improve in, and all type of stuff like that. So um, that that's that's really what it was. You know, I wasn't. I, you know, a lot of teams were, you know, planning to bring me in to work out with them. But uh, like I said, um, we couldn't do that because of COVID-19. So um, th this is how we did our interviews like this, Zoom calls. And I was wondering, um, you know, you, you just listed a lot of uh, great reasons to, to come back. I was wondering if the pandemic, if, if, it, if it gave you second thoughts at any point, you know, not knowing what the college season might look like. But across your mind, maybe it'd be a good yes. time just, just to go and do this now, and you can always come back and get your degree. Yeah, it, it did. It did cross my mind a lot, you know, especially stuck with my parents. Um, you know, my parents, you know, they're they're concerned about you know if we'll have a season, and you know, I talked to Coach Boyle, talked to my coaching staff, and you know, we're confident that we'll have a season. You know, whether that's just conference games or or if it's both, or if we're playing with no fans, regardless of what it is, you know, we're confident that we'll have a season. And, you know, um, I, I did, you know, obviously want to chase my dream to, to turn pro, but, you know, I've seen the benefits of coming back. And, um, you know, I know that that door will be open for me, you know, as long as I uh, continue to do what I do, you know, work hard and competing at a high level, um, that door will still be open for me, you know, down the road. So, you know, my main focus right now is, you know, being with my team and, you know, getting sharper, you know, competing for a Pac-12 championship and getting my degree. Hey, uh, Jake. Oh, Pat, we'll come back to you. Um, Jake Shapiro. Hey, Troy, thanks for setting this up. McKinley, thanks for taking some time. Um, my question, based on the way last season ended, you know, with you guys most likely going to the tournament and then that getting pulled away from you, I don't know if that had any impact on your decision, but how much hunger does that give you to finally achieve that goal that I know you've been working so hard for? Um, that, that had an impact on my decision, too. You know, um, I feel like the best of me, you know, comes out in, in moments like that. And, you know, being being able to play and, you know, a childhood dream, you know, it's, it's March Madness. You know, I've been watching it since since I was a kid. You know, I've seen guys at my position perform at a high level, win at a high level in that type of, in that tournament. And it's something I always want to be – I always wanted to be a part of. And, you know, something that uh, Tyler wanted to be a part of too. But, you know, um, he did what's best for him. And, um, as far as the NCAA tournament, you know, I feel like we have a really good chance of going back there this year. You know, we bring back, you know, all a lot of pieces. Um, you know, we lose we lose some key guys in Tyler and Lucas and and Shane, 
um, and also Dalen. But um, we bring in guys to replace them. You know, we bring in a, a, a good foreman who can shoot the ball like Lucas and Jariah Horn, uh, Dominique Clifford, um, who will play at the wing some, and uh, Luke. Um, another, we got another Luke, by the way. Everybody know that. But, yeah, Luke part two. So I'm, I'm excited about, you know, all the young guys coming in and looking forward to playing, playing their role and, you know, me being the senior to lead these guys and show these guys the ropes, you know, one last time before before it's my turn to go. Okay. Uh, Henry from the Denver. Uh, hey, McKinley. Uh, you, you know, a, a lot of us got to see some of Keyshawn Bartholomew during practice last year, but fans haven't gotten to see him at all. Um, since you shouted him out in your opening statement, I'm just curious what fans should expect from Keyshawn this season. Um, I expect a lot from Keyshawn. He knows that. Um, but he doesn't – it's not It's not any pressure to him. That's what I like about him most. Um, you know, he puts the work in, so I'm highly confident that you know, he'll show out this year and, you know, show everybody, you know, what he can do. You know, he's an athletic uh, point guard, combo guard. So it'll be fun to, you know, be in the backcourt with him, you know, be off the ball some, be on the ball, uh, creating stuff for him, him creating stuff for me. Um, it's going to be a, a really good experience. And, you know, he's a he's a really, a really good passer. So um, I got I to gotta get my assist numbers up so he'll be coming for my records uh, when I get up out of here. Hey, Andy from the Post. Hey, McKinley, thanks for taking the time today. Um, you know, we've heard a lot about uh, the COVID and, and how to with that for like the perspective. But uh, I can't. I can't can, can you can you start over? I can't hear you. Yeah. Um. Hold on. Let me see if I can fix this. I can hear you a little better now. Yeah. Um. I was just wondering what's uh what's it been like being a student athlete. Uh, in basketball with all this COVID stuff? We've heard a lot from the football guys, but I wanted to hear from your perspective. Um, you know, it's different. You know, at the end of the day, uh, you can't stop putting the work in. And I think that's where a lot of people um, got messed up in this COVID um, pandemic and, you know, stopped working out because gyms were closed. But, you know, uh, I appreciate, you know, our athletic facility and um, our training staff at, at Colorado, especially in Steve Englehart, you know, he put a lot, he puts together a lot of virtual, you know, workout videos for us and uh, stuff that we could do uh, while being at home, um, like runs and uh, other stuff with push-ups and weights and all type of stuff like that. So um, it's been it's been a different experience, you know, obviously not being able to be in the gym every day, but you know, there's always ways to get better. Um, going to parks, you know, working on your ball handling in, in your driveway or at the park at a park by your house or um, you know, even even shooting outside, you know, that, there's nothing wrong with that. But you know, um, it's it's been a different experience. You know, I, I've obviously never had to do anything like this. You know, be away from the gym for so long and uh, figure out other ways to get better. But you know, it's cool because you know, you know, one day I'll be able to tell my kids um, that I, I lived through you know a crazy pandemic and you know explain to them how it was and how people you know had to wear masks everywhere you go and locked in their house for weeks and all type of stuff like that. So it's been different, but. Awesome, awesome. And then one other question. I know Colorado played one of the last games before uh, the pandemic hit. What was it like in the aftermath of that game against Washington State? Well, can you can you say that again? Yeah, I don't know what's up with my internet. Um, I know Colorado played one of the last games at the Pac-12 tournament. What was it like in the aftermath of that? Uh, seeing everything kind of collapse after you guys played maybe the last game in America. Um, it, it was it was crazy because 
um, we thought when they ended the Pac-12 tournament, we weren't expecting March Madness to be ended. And um, you know, obviously, we lost in the first round at, um, to Washington State, so we didn't have a chance at the Pac-12 title. But you know, I was looking forward to you know, to watching the rest of those games and and seeing who came out with the win. And you know, it, it sucks for those teams because they didn't get to you know finish competing you know, for a Pac-12 championship, and uh, the season was cut short. And then, you know, March Madness got canceled, and it was like, oh, this is serious. And we've seen uh, everything was getting canceled, the NBA, and, and it was like, it was almost like a dream. Like, we couldn't believe it was happening. Like, like, we've never seen anything like this before. So it was a crazy experience. Okay, Eric Christensen. Hey, McKinley. Um, I got two questions for you. The first one is, um, you mentioned that you'd be the first person in your family to graduate. Just curious, what is your major? Um, ethnic studies major and a communications minor. Okay. And two, you also mentioned how those last five games, you don't want to define the team last year, yet that is the lasting impression of last season were those yeah. five games. And, you know, the team just looked to be in a bad place. They looked like the confidence was shot. Etc. I'm just. I, I know it's a huge motivating factor this year, but can you think back to those last five games and just tell us what happened in those games and why it looked like the team lost confidence? Um, you know, we we really struggled on the on the defensive end. You know, we lost our edge at that end. You know, we were a really good defensive team. You know, throughout Pac-12, and you know, had one of the highest defensive ratings um, in the Pac-12. And um, you know, for some reason, we lost our edge and. You know, we, we tried to figure it out. We tried different different um, scenarios and, you know, nothing seemed to work. But um, like I said, you know, we, we played really high-level games throughout the whole season and, you know, we won big games. And, you know, team uh, people um, in Colorado, you know, know what we're capable of. So um, the reason I want that to define us is because, um, you know, we, we've been in, in big-time situations that performed at high levels. And, you know, we, we faced a little adversity. But, um, you know, after that last Washington State game, uh, Coach did a really good job and, and spoke to us about uh, regaining our confidence and that we we're going to go make some noise in the pack in the uh, March Madness tournament. And, uh, we we're really excited about that. So, like after the Washington State game, obviously that that same night uh, we were frustrated and, and mad at ourselves um, for our performance and and taking that L. But um, the next morning it, it seemed like you know everybody was getting a new spirit. You know we were going to um, it was going to be all of our first time playing it in March Madness and. Um, we were all excited about it. You know, Luke, Shane were our seniors, and it was going to be their first time um, playing in March Madness. You know, the, it was the, everybody on the, everybody on our roster first time. So um, we were really excited about that. Okay, can I just remind everybody to please mute while you're not on uh, so we can capture all of the video uh, cleanly. Um, we'll go ahead uh, back to Pat Rooney for a couple questions. Mute it. You're muted. Except... <laughs> Unmute if you're talking, though. I'm two for two on that one. Um, McKinley, right before uh, we got on this call, you had, uh, tweeted out some nice sentiment about Betty Hoover uh, passing away earlier today, the, the, the Twins super fan. And just wondering what, what were your interactions with, with the Twins over the years? And I'm, and I'm wondering, uh, is that kind of an example of, you know, you've been pondering this decision by coming back. Is it kind of an example of meeting people like that, an example of uh, the college experience and what's great about the college experience that, that maybe you just don't get at the next level? Yeah, um, it, it's, that's, it's, it's very sad. You know, I, I pray for, I'm praying for the, 
the Hoover family. And, um, you know, like I said in my tweet, you know, I've, I've never met anyone um, as loving and supporting and caring as, as those two, you know. And it was like they're two peas in a pot, you know. You see them wearing the same outfit every day. And, um, like, they're, they're identical twins, you know, from head to toe all the time. So um, it's rare that you see, you know, people, you know, living together and lasting together that long. So, you know, they hold a, they hold a special place in my heart. And, um, you know, it, it sucks that, you know, Betty won't be at any games this year. But, you know, um, you know maybe we can do something you know, put our name on a jersey or something like that because, you know, I think, you know, in Colorado, they're probably two of the biggest fans in, in CU history and not just for basketball. And they see them um, supporting the football teams and all, all teams and our athletics. So, um, you know, it, it's, it's very emotional. And, you know, they were, you know, they, like I said, they hold a special place in my heart. And I see them all the time together um, at my Wells Fargo bank. You know, we have the same bank. So I walk in the bank some days and see them in there. And you know, hug them, take pictures with them. So I, I have a lot of pictures and videos in my phone of um, me, Peggy and Beggy. So um, you know, like I said, it, it's sad that you know she had to go, but you know she's in a better place. And you know, prayers, you know, to their to their family. And okay, Pat, any uh, go ahead if you have any follow ups. Hello. I said I'm good, Troy. Okay, thanks, Pat. Justin from uh, CU Sports Nation. Hey, McKinley, sorry in advance if you were asked this already. I joined a few minutes late, but I just wanted to get your take. Um, last year, I know Coach Boyle really challenged you to, to kind of set things up in the, the rebounding department, and you've always been a guy who, who takes your defense with a lot of pride. Um, of course, just more so just on top of uh, what you already know you can do on offense. But when you look at your senior season, I mean, what parts of your game are you really wanting to continue to place emphasis on and really maybe continue to keep trying to stay consistent and, and take to the next level? Is it uh, the defense, the rebounding, maybe assist the turnover ratio? Like, when you talk about your personal goals of this season and what you want to stay consistent with, like, what parts of your game kind of come to mind? Everything. Um, everything, honestly. Like, this this has been, you know, my best, my best offseason season ever in my life. You know, I've never, you know, worked this hard and, um, you know, worked this hard on certain areas of my game. So, um, you know, I have I have big goals this season. I want to improve all my numbers, you know, um, points, assists, rebounds, assists to turnover ratio, free throw percentage, everything. I'm looking forward to the season. And like I said, I put the work in this summer. So, you know, I'm excited um, to get back on the floor, you know, with my guys and, uh, you know, uh, chase the championship. Hey, Jake Shapiro. Hey, McKinley, just a quick one for me. Uh, what are your interactions been with uh, Coach Ray to this point? Um, I, I spoke to Coach Ray. Um, you know, I haven't really – I haven't met him in person yet, and I'm looking forward to meeting him in person. Um, I'm not a, a very good texter. Troy will tell you that. Um, I, I kind of suck in that area. So, um, you know, I, I struggle. I struggle texting him back and, you know, conversating that way. But, um, you know, from what I know, he's a, he's a, a good coach. You know, I know some uh, players at the last school he coached, you know, one of them from being from my hometown. And, you know, they liked him as a coach. So I'm looking forward to meeting him and, you know, getting to know him, um, you know, what he likes on the basketball floor and, and off the basketball floor, uh, getting to know his family and all type of stuff like that. So I'm looking forward to having Coach Dre on staff. Okay, Henry. 
Uh, I, I know this offseason was different for you going through the whole draft process, but I'm curious what it's like compared to your last two years just in terms of basketball work you've able to get done, whether that's working with your teammates, working with other people, but because of the coronavirus, um, how has that impacted the other offseason? Um, I, I haven't um, been around my team much um, during this pandemic. As far as workouts, you know, I just got back to Boner um, a couple of days ago. Um, I got to do my quarantine for a week, and then I'll be able to get back with my team. Um, but throughout this whole summer and this and this pandemic, I've been in in Arizona um, training, you know, with Phil Beckner and Jesse Owens. Um, you know, and some really good interns that they have. And you know, as far as basketball, you know, I was getting in the gym every day, um, getting lots of reps up, reps up, shooting, ball handling, passing. Um, everything every day was getting in some really good pickup games um, over the summer. Um, but, you know, like I said, this summer, you know, the work that I put in and the time that I spent in the gym um, compared to all my other off seasons is um, it's a big gap. Um, you know, last last off season, I thought I worked hard, but, um, you know, it, it was nothing compared to, you know, the time and the, the, the different type of mindset I put myself in for this year. Um, you know, it's my last go round. You know, I got big dreams, you know. Um, I want to take CU to a place that, you know, they haven't been in a while. Um, we want to go back to the tournament. You know, we want to win um, high-level games. Um, you know, I got um, a lot of guys, you know, Eli Parquet. Um, you know, the work he's put in this offseason has been crazy, and um, it, it'll it speak for itself. You know, I don't – I'm not going to speak for him. Um, but, you know, I talk to all my teammates on a daily, and, you know, I see the work that they put in. I see the work that Eli's been putting in, and it's it's crazy. You know, Deshaun Schwartz, all these guys. You know, um, everybody's putting. Um, a, it's like a it's a, it's a different level of things. You know, we we expect we expect more from each other this season, and you know we're we're a veteran group. You know, we're a really veteran group now. We got a lot of vets on this team, so um, it's, it's going to be a good one. And see you later, baby. baby. Colorado Army with soldiers like the Navy. Yeah. And voters where we stationed, patiently awaiting. Oh. When I hit the field, it's so hard to behave. Yeah. I'm Colorado swagging at the crowd, do the wave. Look into my eyes, I can tell that you afraid. Uh -huh. Cause you know we finna hit you. Hit you. Hit you. Hit you. Hey, hey. Hey. you on your own now. Why you watching the official? Yeah. You just better hope you make it to the next whistle. Yeah. And we ain't playing with you, you can get it.
survival. Get them thugs, get them bust, mess them up, we say we got them. If we don't, then we'll get them. When we see them, then we have them. Like my Colorado swag, cause when I'm in that play, I don't really, I don't really know just how to act. And when I'm in that go, you know I'm acting bad. Holly, get a bust with my Colorado swag. My Colorado swag, my Colorado swag. I think they like, I think they like my